Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning. A really busy end to the week and weekend coming up in harness racing, particularly south of the border with Saturday night's Victoria Cup card out of Tabcourt Park, Melton. And New South Wales will play a strong hand in many of the features, four group ones in total. Expensive Ego, the current tab favourite for Belinda and Luke McCarthy. They also have Mac Shard engaged. And then we're about to discuss the derby in a little bit more depth with Doug Hewitt in a few moments time. But just to recap on yesterday, we had both Menangle and Wagga race and there was super competitive racing across the board there. This morning at Menangle, Ori underway is a trial session and a number of key horses are stepping out or have stepped out. The first trial was a fast class and Majestic Cruiser uh, was able to return and he clocked 152 and 2 home in 26-7 defeating his stablemate Firefox. So no doubt those two runners are on a path to Towards bigger and better things at the back end of this year, both nominated for the Inter Dominion uh, races like the Len Smith Mile, only three weeks away. Majestic Cruiser nominated for the New Zealand Trotting Cup as well on the second Tuesday in November. So a busy time coming up for that duo, but they were back. And later on, Steno will have at least gone or not be far from going around in her trial. Uh, Tough Love was down to trial. She's also down to race on Saturday night, but she didn't end up stepping out. And then even horses like uh, Peaceful, we know that she's probably the top seed when it comes to the two-year-old fillies in this year's Breeders' Challenge. She's having... Uh, a little sharpen up ahead of her semi-final next Saturday night. So you can catch all of those trial results and replays uh, as the morning goes on at harness.org.au. As I mentioned, Victoria Cup on Saturday night. Markets for all 11 races with TAB are now open. So if something catches your fancy in the feature races or even in a few of the undercard events, they are now all available for investment on the TAB app or the TAB website. Doug Hewitt is going to play an important part on Friday night. He'll also, I should say on Saturday night, and he'll also play an important part tonight at Bathurst. So he's going to join us this morning as our guest for On The Pace. Thanks for your time this morning, Doug. And I can only imagine uh, that it's a very, very busy time in your life at the moment, doing a little bit of border hopping, but uh, I'm sure that you wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, If you're doing that sort of travelling, it means you've got the horses good enough to travel with, so... Um, although it adds a fair bit of time and uh, getting about and sort of going back and forth. It, in the end, if they go good, it's all worthwhile. Let's chat firstly about Rip. You must have been thrilled with his performance last Saturday night in the heat. That was more like what we expect from this high-quality youngster, and I know that he was nabbed just on the line, but it was a big step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Um, after his Queensland campaign, he was sort of written off by a lot of people over longer distance racing and um, we knew what kind of horse we had underneath us and um, we've done a lot of work with him at home and just teaching him to settle and done took a, took him into the track in town a fair few times to get him ready for it. So for him to go the way he did first up, um, he had a light trial the week before but hadn't had any races and to go over the 2700 and put in the performance that he did, it sort of got him a little bit of respect back and... Um, just showed that he is a nice horse and um, he's up against the best and he, he's more than capable of being in that caper. 
You mentioned his manners and uh, the way that he sort of overdid things in Queensland on occasion. He really didn't help himself. But despite the fact that he had a wide front row draw there last week, you had to restrain him off the gate. He looked a lot better. And I know that the tempo of the race probably helped him to get into a bit more of a rhythm, but uh, he looked very comfortable and he must have had a big lung full of air for the last 800 metres because it was incredibly quick his own time. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, he sort of, after Queensland, um, he, he did just fire up a little bit and it was a different type of racing to what he was used to. He'd sort of worked his way to the front in a lot of his other races and was able to dictate. But um, on Saturday night, it, it took me a little bit to get him back. But um, once he found the helmet, he relaxed perfect. Um, sort of worries you after driving him usually and he's up on the bit. But once he relaxed perfect, I knew that we weren't doing any work and there was a couple moves throughout the race and it felt like we were running most of the way, so um, I thought if I got going down the back, I might be able to flush someone out, but um, he was sort of the only horse full of running at the stage and made his way up nice and easy, and um, I noticed to me inside that the only other ones that were sort of the main dangers were the ones on the fence that hadn't done any work, so went for home, and he just got nabbed on the line, but as I said, he sort of went into that without having a race start. So, if anything, at the end of the day, he's only going to be better for it. And, um, yeah, bring on Saturday night. It was a significantly quicker heat. And as much as he wasn't involved in the early or mid-race burn, his own last 1,200 metres was exceptional. So, how did he come through the run? Because he is a, a big-framed horse who probably looks as though he still has a bit of maturing and developing to do. And being first up, I guess it was a, a tough enough run on him. But how has he bounced back? Yeah, well, no worries. Like, even after the race, he, he was blowing a fair bit and... Um... He actually pulled up super, sort of half hour to 45 after the race. He was back in his stable, just nice and relaxed and would hardly blow a candle out. So um, for him to do what he did over that long trip and the way he's pulled up, he stayed down at um, Johnny Caldo's down in Victoria. He's looking after him for us and he said the next day he's ate up and he went out in the paddock and he looked like it didn't affect him at all. And he said he's jogged up beautiful this week. He actually gave him a hit out this morning and said that he felt super and um, his heart rate was super after the workout. Uh, Johnny said only a bad drive will get him beat from here, so <laughs> pressure's back on me now. Well, a very important part of a derby is a barrier draw, and on Monday night you were given the gate of nine, but with catch a wave, the first emergency drawn to your inside, I guess it's a bit of a waiting game to see exactly where you do lie, but either eight or nine probably doesn't look too bad on paper, and you mentioned last week when he found a helmet, he settled, so you would expect that with a helmet to follow straight away, he should be in uh, you know, a good frame of mind from behind the gate onwards. Yeah, definitely. Um, ask it. I was asked a few times where I'd like to draw in the final and I said I'd probably just rather draw nine, actually two on the back row already in the running line. You're on a helmet, don't have to uh, feel obliged to use any early gate speed to try and find a position or have to drag all the way back again. And when nine come out, we were stoked. But yeah, just had the emergency to our inside. But um, as you said, it's just going to be a waiting game to see if it does get a run. It's sort of a double-edged sword. Catchaway is a real nice horse, so if it gets a run, it means there's another... Uh, good contender in the race but uh, if it doesn't we're following out the one so we'll just have to make our mind up from there. You would have watched the other heat with incredible interest as it included the two favourites Leap to Fame and Captain Ravishing. They were both excellent in their own right despite being a significantly steadier heat but 
I guess it is really being dubbed a, a race in two, and we know that's never the case in these big races. Does that work to your advantage that, I guess, in a race like this, as much as you did run very well last week, probably the focus is away from your horse? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I suppose you could nearly call it the underdog tag, um, not being mentioned pretty much at all. Um, all the focus is on those two horses, and and rightly so, really. They're, they're two incredible horses in their own rights. But um, the thing is, if they do have to do any burn or if they sort of only focus on themselves and try to beat each other, then that just opens it up for horses like Rip and Major Perry and all those other horses that uh, can run at high speed. So um, if they're not too much focused on us, I reckon it works in our favour. And uh, I just hope them two sort of declare war on each other. And um, it's always going to be tough those high-quality horses, but it could play into our hands at the end of the day. And we saw last week, and all the chatter has been around uh, the fact that they went quite steady and maybe Captain Ravishing out sprinted leap to fame, and you would expect that it's not going to be a a walk and sprint affair this week with $200,000 on the line. So that's Rip on Saturday evening. He is... I think still a really, really solid winning hope in that derby. Tonight you've got several key chances as well. So whilst we have you on the line, we might as well chat about them also. Race number two, your first drive, Art Thou Lexi. Well, this is a race, uh, and she's a a nice filly in her own right. She's got a nice little record, but with better be the best drawn to the inside, it looks as though it's going to be tough for anybody to beat that colt. Yeah, definitely. He's a real nice horse, and they've got him absolutely flying. Um yeah, little filly I'm driving, her her record's unreal. She's always thereabouts. Um, she's come back super. This is the first up from a little let-up again, but as you said, you've got Nate to the inside and uh, Mander on his back, which makes it very hard. But um, she, she's one of those fillies that if she's close enough, she'll be hopefully running home and be in the top three thereabouts, I'm hoping. What can you tell us about Logan Dream? This is a, a two-year-old filly. She's had seven starts. She's yet to strike the board, but just looking at her overall form, she's taken on the Bathurst series, the Nutrient series, and you were able to put her in a New South Wales Breeders' Challenge heat last week, and she ran third. So I would assume as much as her record doesn't glow, uh, the opinion must be decent enough of her. Yeah, definitely. Um, she's a big filly for a two-year-old. Um, she's going to be a, a big mare later on. I think she's going to probably be a better horse later on. But what she's showing us here at the moment, we've changed a bit of gear on her, and she's actually starting to switch on. And last week was probably uh, her best run for me, uh, driving her, and she felt super. She's a horse that's got electric gait speed, but given the uh, line inside us, we've just got to work out whether we use that or whether we just save her for one run at the end. So... It's actually a pretty open race, a few horses in the market. Um, we've got a fair few in it ourselves, and um, we'll just have to see how it plays out, especially with um, the weather that's forecast. It's a fair bit of rain on the way, so we'll just see how the track's he- uh, holding up and make our mind up from there. Okay, that's race number three for the two-year-olds. Race number four, Jungle Baby goes around here, a filly who's won four from 14, so another who has a good record and one that's raced in some strong company herself as well. She's fresh up. We haven't seen her since April when she went to Menangle and she wasn't beaten all that far in fast time. She's had two trials under her belt, so what can we expect from her tonight, despite the fact that it's probably not a bad race and the draw doesn't look great? Yeah, no, it's probably not the best draw for her to come back to, but um, she went 56 in the trials last week at Bathurst and felt super doing it. She's a filly that, when we first got her, it's pretty wild. She's um, 
got legs going everywhere and it doesn't doesn't look the best but she's actually um got a lot of ability and she's the same as the uh, filly I just mentioned she's going to be a nice horse down the track and what she's done so far her win on uh, gold crown night last year in the constellation was unreal and um she's only just going to keep coming back and keep getting better but tonight's a tough one for her first up I think she'll be just dropped off the arm and letting get home and same thing you've got some nice horses drawn in better position so it'd be tough to beat but um same thing if the tempo's nice and even she'll be there about in the finish and then the last only a small field here you've got far out Ringo as your drive nothing if not consistent this guy is always around the mark probably his wins are spaced but uh, this is an interesting lineup tonight happy Reg is first up a really nice two-year-old who was fourth in the APG final last time out and I guess it's always hard to get a line on young horses they generally stack up pretty well when they get in this up to 48 rated grade but your guy has uh, fitness on his side so uh, do you use that to your advantage tonight or is the fact that this favorite is drawn directly inside you make things a little harder yeah well you've also got Don Arthur Nate Turnbull's other horse out out Mm. wide and um, he's a classy runner as well so you've got them two boys have got to sort themselves out. Ringo, he's a he's a big ranging sort of horse and he's probably tougher than he is quick, so he's got to get going at some stage and try and put a bit of speed into it. But um, I'll, I'll just have to weigh it up. Last race, the um, same as what I said before, we'll see how the track's playing out. But I'm, I'm sure if the track's holding up, well, he's not too far off him. As he's a bit older than those fellas and got a bit more experience, so um, try and use that to our advantage. That's tonight, so you've got tonight to get through, then no doubt your focus will turn to Saturday. But you've also got one in at Ballarat on Friday night in Rock Fisherman. So when do you head south again? And you mentioned that Rip had his final hit out today. So what does the end of his week look like? Uh, Yeah, we'll load up tomorrow and head back down. Um, We've got to take some horses back down that way to different places. So we'll make the trip down, settle in, and then I'll head back over to Melton on Friday morning. Um, meet up with Johnny and then we'll give Rip his final hit out in the gig just pretty much jog around and I don't know Johnny said he's he's looking after him and he's got him where he needs to be so mm. even if I just get there and make sure Um, but yeah big rock fisherman he's been ever consistent he's been going back and forth to Menangle and he's always thereabouts I think he's from five starts down there, he's got three seconds, a third, and unplaced. So he's gone down there last week, had no luck at all, but was flying home. And um, talking to Johnny last night, he said that that race is sort of right up his alley on Friday night. So um, given the way he's been going, I'm hoping he'll give him a bit of a shake on Friday night, and then all attention turns to Rip on Saturday night. Rock Fisherman goes around in the seventh event on Friday night at Ballarat. An interesting race. There's a 49 rated horse drawn one, and the likes of Rock Fisherman, Sheffield Sparky off the second row is 82 rated. So it's a fair spread, but as you mentioned, uh, he was really good last week without a great deal of luck. A busy end to your week coming up, Doug. So we really appreciate you joining us this morning here on the Pates, and best of luck with it all, particularly there on Saturday night with Rip. No worries. Thanks a lot, Brett. That's Doug Hewitt combining with his dad, Bernie, and also Wayne Loder with Rip in Saturday night's Victoria Derby final. That's the first of the group ones. It's race number six, 8.33 uh, Melbourne time. Local time is the kickoff for that 2,700 metre feature. We then follow it up with the Bill Collins Trotters Sprint. 
the Victoria Cup and the Victoria Oaks as races. Six, seven, eight, nine of those Group 1 features on that big 11 race card with several group features just sitting underneath them at Group 2 and Group 3 level. So it's going to be a great night. We'll discuss it in more depth on tomorrow morning's edition of On The Pace. Hopefully you can join us then. We'll be here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.